and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us, and I'm back from vacation, <gasps> and I'm here with my friend Al, who's about to go on vacation. Yeah. Our, you know, we're two ships sailing in the wind, mm. and our paths have crossed. <laughs> okay. I'm coming back into port. You're com- leaving. Is it nighttime? Would you say that it's nighttime? Yes. <laughs> Ships in the night. There we go. I came back. I came back from a, a vacation to the beach. You went to the beach. I was very chill. I did not tell you personally mm. about my dog Darcy. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with Darcy. Well, yes. So Darcy is my parents' dog. He has not seen me in. 19 months. Oh, boy. But he is a memory. He remembers. <laughs> when we came and saw him, he gave me a dog hug. Oh, a dog. Where he just put his two little arms around me, uh-huh. and he just, like, leaned his face into me and would Aww. not leave. So I was his favorite. Wherever I went, he went. And I do have to tell you, Al, the saddest dog story of all time. Oh, no. Well... No, I guess that would be Old Yeller, huh? Yeah, probably Old Yeller. <laughs> no dog dies in this story. Thank God. Um... We after we left, my parents took Darcy to the last restaurant that we ate at before we left mm. because it is an outdoor restaurant. Mm-hmm. Darcy has a great memory. Darcy went to the very table that we sat at and he went to the person that was sitting in my chair and he stuck his big old melon in between their body and his and their arm and looked up. And saw it was not me and did a bark. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> he did a scare. Oh, I'm sure that person enjoyed that. Yeah, well, the person eating tater tots was like, who is this? And this dog, by the way, friends, is uh, like a 120-pound golden retriever. Yeah. He's a very tall. He's a horse. <laughs> he is a horse. Um, but he he just misses his favorite. Aww. And well, I wasn't there. It's unfortunate that you came back to this podcast with such a big head, but I guess I we'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> when a dog loves you the most, that's when you know. I'd love to feel that someday. How does your cat feel about you? Ambivalent. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're back. We're going to record a bunch of episodes for you. Of course, we got to get the hits going. And boy, Al... Do I have a hit for you? Ooh. I have a hit that reverberated across the world. Oh, boy. And made people real horned up. Oh, okay. Physically. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I'm alarmed and excited. (laughs) Uh, There probably will be some content warning up up, up at the top. Um, So make sure you check our description. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Nicholas Tourette worked in a British lab in 1991. And he had a problem. His co-workers, scientists Peter Dunn and Albert Wood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're just getting started. (laughs) Had developed a new drug called, oh God, Slydelafil citrate. Mm. You know, a real fancy one. Tasty. Mm -hmm. Which they hoped would be a new breakthrough in treating high blood pressure and angina. like that because it's in china you know it's a uh, chest pain associated with heart disease <laughs> or you know that new drag persona i have <laughs> there has to be an angina. there's got to be an angina oh god there there will be so many of them actually <laughs> 
There's probably as many angina like, drag queens as there are like dick harder drag kings. Yeah, you true. C- you can't throw a, throw a stone without hitting a dick harder. <laughs> <laughs> the drug called UK nine two four eight zero. This is what happens when drug companies like throw a bunch of money to scientists to develop something and then it doesn't get, like get a fancy name yet. Mm-hmm. So they just like. This is how many drugs we produce. This is letters and numbers. 9,000 of them. 92,000 of them. Uh, This drug had been through some small studies to less than stellar reception by the pharmaceutical company that had funded the research. Now, I didn't realize this. Like, pharmaceutical companies just, they're the ones funding research for drugs. Yeah. saving drugs. Absolutely. It blows my mind. They have so much money. Uh Uh-huh. And they do whatever they want with it. And they're like, hey, let's save people with anginas and, or, you know. What does, what, what is the disease that most people have while there, that's a lot of people that are going to pay us to give them a a cure. And a lot of people have heart disease, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, So maybe this is why the drug company just threw a lot of money. Boy, governments don't, huh? (laughs) Nope. Oh, boy. The drug has shown uh, that it was marginal at treating angina. So am I. In a s- <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds funny, though. Mm-hmm. In smaller trials, so it was up to the scientist and Dr. Turret. Turret? I don't know how I pronounced it the first time. Turret? Turret. Hey. Love it. Do you know him? No. Nope. Oh. Well, it sounds like you do. I just remember you saying it the first time. I don't. So. <laughs> okay, goldfish. <laughs> Uh, to find any data that could help prove UK 92480's usefulness. That breakthrough came as they were interviewing patients at the end of a trial in South Wales that was done on a group of minors. Mm. Now, not minors as in kids. Mm -hmm. Minors as in, like, hard hat. I mean, it's in Wales, so... Working in the coal mine. (laughs) Oh, is Wales famous for its coal? Yeah. I did not know that. Well... Is Wales, South Wales the West Virginia of the UK? Could be. Wow. Do they got a Mothman? Mm, I wish, because I would love a little Welsh Mothman. I think that'd be cute as hell. He's just tiny. <laughs> He's wearing a sweater. He's doing I'm the- sorry, a jumper. <laughs> He's doing a swear. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, at the end, there's always kind of an open question. Is there anything you'd notice you, that you want to report? Said David Brown, one of the chemists that work on the project. One of the men put up his hand and said, well, I seem to be having more erections during the night than normal. And all the others kind of smiled and said, so did we. Mm, I think I know where we're going. Really? We're going down south. (laughs) The doctors and scientists working with UK 92480 quickly decided to change their goals. From heart problems... Too hard on problems. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of those, folks. <laughs> the day after their study in Wales, they approached the head of R&D for a 150,000 pounds. Oh, pounds is the, the money. Is it's the, the British yeah, money. Yeah, that's their money. <laughs> <laughs> that's my UK laugh. <laughs> <laughs> now do your French laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Now do my do my Quebecois laugh. <laughs> it's fine. We're Canadian folks. <laughs> uh, to do an official impotence study. God. 
could you imagine? An impotent study? Well, I'm about to tell you about it. Okay, I don't have to imagine. No, you don't. Their parent company... Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer. <laughs> Wait, did were you are you a double Pfizer? No, Moderna. Oh, we're a Moderna household here, huh? <laughs> Pfizer, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get buck wild. Uh, Pfizer was a bit hesitant, but quietly funded a new trial in 1993 in Bristol, and then later in France, Norway, and Sweden. Uh, Pfizer giving money to impotent studies. They didn't think they were going to get a lot of money, but turned out this was a rocket of an idea. (laughs) (laughs) The trials were difficult, if only uh, because getting around UK's pornography rules were also very difficult. (laughs) This was before the internet. Wow. Wow. Internet. Before internet porn. Before internet. Before internet porn, you went into your local movie store and then you went to a like, Through the curtains. Yeah, the beaded curtains. Mm. Always beaded curtains. To find just some, mm, some piece de resistance for your wiener. <laughs> or you just turn on the TV after midnight on a Sunday oh, yeah. and you get that good softcore. <laughs> oh, the soft. I remember watching softcore porn for the first time. I'm like, do they do, they do anything? <laughs> What's happening here? Just, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> just two people kind of grinding on each yeah. other. And tits, I guess. Yeah. But like nothing interesting to me, a teen. <laughs> <laughs> this was before the internet and the sale of, quote, hardcore porn. I guess that's just penetration porn, right? Yeah. I and mean, you, I, th- I don't think you can see a dick in softcore. Really? Yeah. Can you see the outline of a dick? I think you can see the outline, yeah. What if there's just two people without dicks? Are then they fine? I think you can... S- Mm, is it just dick jail i think it's dick jail softcore porn is dick jail my new drag persona dick jail (laughs) i love it uh hardcore porn was carefully monitored by the uk government i could not imagine having that job no monitoring it and being so british and like being like oh well willie that's it (laughs) Is that what they call it, huh? Yeah, they call them, yeah, Willy. willies. What is it, Willie and a, a, a wall? A won't he? A wall- <laughs> <laughs> That one's hard. Yeah. This one is hard. <laughs> the unit where the. Oh. Mm. I did write unit, so <laughs> I had did, to read it. The unit where the study took place had to apply for a home office license uh, in order to legally use porn images in the study. Because that's they, wild. They that you can't just like bring in a magazine or something. <laughs> Can you imagine like who's gonna take one for the team? Whose home office is this? <laughs> Gets hardcore porn sent right to it. Oh my god. The study went just exactly how you would expect. So how would you expect it to go, Al? Good. Well, no. How could you? How could you see if this drug worked? Um, on making a willy into a wonty. <laughs> what would you do scientifically wise? Like hold up a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not about size. It's about. Well, no, but the ruler will show you the sort of the I think trajectory. Also, I think you need a protractor too. You need to, yeah. You got to calculate the trajectory. <laughs> oh, that's 30, 32 degrees, my dude. You can do better than that. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, the patients were given the new drug and were fitted with a machine called a Rigiscan. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Rigiscan uh, detected hardness. And I could not, I guess it's like a sleeve. 
Okay. Like, uh, I would say, okay, you know you're at the Walgreens. Yeah. And you know <laughs> and you got your dick out. <laughs> As I usually do. <laughs> and she heard. Uh, and... And you see those, the blood pressure machines. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's like a cuff. It's a cuff, and you put your dick in that. Uh Uh-huh. And then you fight back. (laughs) Because the cuff is getting harder, but so are you. Yeah. It's a war of attrition. (laughs) That's what this is. I love it. Well, you wouldn't if your dick's in it. (laughs) They're placed in a room alone with porn, and the scientists would collect the data. Oh. Uh Uh-uh. Was is this like a two way mirror type of situation? I, 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 I would say, no. I oh, would say okay. there couldn't be a mirror. I think it would just like the Ridge scan was probably connected to a computer in another room. Okay, probably in another building. <laughs> um, and it just your little your little guy was just in there and mm, just doing his best. Yeah, and they're like, well, he liked he you liked know, that he liked that your little guy. He loved it. <laughs> Uh, oh boy we haven't even oh no (laughs) at the end of the week the scientists always requested that any unused drugs would be given back to the study but very few of the patients would want to give the leftovers back (laughs) just hoarding them my little guy loves these hey (laughs) little man is chuffed you put him you put him in a cuff (laughs) and he fought against it and he won I earned these (laughs) in the gladiatorial arena Called their scan. Yeah. At the home office, <laughs> Pfizer applied with the patent uh, with Dr. Tourette backing it. Um, and I, I mentioned his name because he was he's actually credited for the inv- quote unquote invention. But it's just because his name was one of the few scientists and doctors who wanted to put their name on the patent. <laughs> A lot of them didn't. Because they're British and they're like, oh, so. my, my word. I don't like to talk about willies. <laughs> For uh, backing for this new drug to treat the medical condition then known as impotence. The problem was there was never an approved pharmaceutical product for this purpose on the market ever before. In 1998, the FDA approved its use in the U.S. And by June of the same year, Newsweek was calling the newly named Viagra the hottest new drug in history almost everywhere in the world. Yeah, you couldn't watch a sitcom without hearing about this thing. The little the little blue guy. Yeah. <sighs> Did you know anyone who took Viagra recre- recreationally? Um, nope, I don't think so. I did. Oh. And oh. We, we, we know them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you later, but <laughs> but here's what happens. If you're a young if you're a young person and your di- your ding dong works just fine and you take Viagra, it's not pleasant. <laughs> It's not a good time, I, not, I would imagine. It's not great. Because you could get priapism, couldn't you? Uh, what's that? Um, priapism is when you're you're uh, too hard for too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like on sitcoms happens sometimes. Does it happen on sitcoms? Yeah. I've never. Did that happen to Joey on Friends? Maybe. I don't know. But it definitely has happened to people oh on God. TV shows where they're like, oh, no, I took uh, the, the drug and now it won't go down. I'm going to go to look at uh, TV tropes and okay. see exactly where that was. In order to promote their drug, they had to dance around the obvious. Instead of using the clinical term impotence, Pfizer invented and pushed the new term erectile dysfunction. Oh, or ED. they made it up. They made it up. 
baby. Because I guess impotent sounds embarrassing. Well, and impotence, I think, also, like, sounds very much like it's the fault of the person with the thing. Mm. Whereas erectile dysfunction is like, well, it's a dysfunction, so it's not my fault. It's your doodle's problem. Yeah. (laughs) My doodle is not functioning. Your doodle has a dysfunction. I get it, bud. We all do. (laughs) Like down on there. Oh, buddy, I know. It had to make people who suffered with any form of ED to reach for Viagra rather than dealing with the emotional and stress-related problems that usually made up the majority of reasons why people <laughs> suffer from ED. <laughs> oh, no, society's broken. <laughs> Pfizer claimed that, quote, oh, by the way, there will be a couple quotes that equate having a penis to men. Uh, I think there's two of them. I will keep it non-gendered, but Pfizer, unfortunately, does not. Mm. So, just FYI, friends. But anyone can have a penis. You could have one right now. Look down. You don't even know it. (laughs) You got one? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You want one? (laughs) (laughs) We can make that happen, too. (laughs) Pfizer claimed that, uh, quote, more than half of all men over 40 have difficulties getting or maintaining an erection. A unsighted claim, which most likely came from a Massachusetts study, which also concluded that psychological symptoms are the biggest cause of ED. Oops. Oops. Man, you're... Look, you're a little guy down there. (laughs) They know what's going on. And they're attuned to you. They are tuned into your frequency. And if you're not feeling the best, they're not either, bro. And if you're putting out bad vibes... (laughs) (laughs) Look, (laughs) amber has to be the color of your energy if you want to ride this ride. (laughs) Good vibes only. Good vibes only. But this is just, I mean, I've also been on the other side of this. And this is interesting because, you know, for someone with a penis, um, they're like, here, take this pill. Don't, don't you know, solve your emotional problems. Maybe you need therapy. That would help. And then for me, who has weird mystery chronic illness symptoms, they tell you, oh, you're just stressed. Yeah, 100%. It's like the opposite. It's It's fully the opposite. (sighs) I wish. I wish I could take a pill. (laughs) I take so many. I also, you know what? You're right. so many. I do take a lot. I do take so many pills. Oh, man. The marketing worked well. In May of 1998, Viagra was Time Magazine's cover story. God. Wow. I think I remember just that. The the big, pl- big, yeah. big blue pill. Me too. The big blue one. Yeah, back in 98, they were huge pills. <laughs> you had to cut it up and snort it. It's like it. a horse tranquilizer. Wow. <laughs> the headlining article, The Potency Pill, took a quote from penthouse publishers Bob Guccione, Gushion, Robert, Bob, Bobby, <laughs> where he states that Viagra will quote free the American male libido from the emasculating doings of feminism. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm gonna bark. All the side of the bed, please. <laughs> At this point, the little blue pill was only legal in three countries. Brazil, Morocco, Mexico, and the U.S. That's four. That's four, actually. I don't know. Which one isn't a country? <laughs> I guess the U.S. It's not is not up a, to me. I guess, oh, well. I guess the U.S. is an amalgamation. 
of states. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what counts. Wow, I couldn't count right there. You did bad. Uh, But his wave of popularity got the world real hard. The Washington Post reported that the CIA, now this is 98. Mm, I heard CIA. I'm listening on all cylinders. Was using Viagra to make deals in Afghanistan. Uh, Wonk, wonk, wonk. Oh my God. (laughs) Going to pull my hair. Oh no, don't do it. Your hair is perfect. Thank you. Quote, while the CIA has a long history of buying information with cash, the growing Taliban insurgency had prompted the use of novel incentives and creative bargaining to gain support in some of the country's roughest neighborhoods, according to officials directly involved in such operations. Hey, buddy, you want to get hard? <laughs> I'll give you dick pills. You give me oil. <laughs> And I guess the Taliban, I'm not sure. If we're so concerned about that right now. (laughs) We're, quote, concerned. (laughs) The same year, a presidential nominee was interviewed on CNN's Larry King Live. Mm, This old motherfucker. On this show, the former Senate majority, oh, sorry, the former Senate minority leader and prostate cancer survivor admitted that he took part in the experimental trials for Viagra, calling the Pfizer product, quote, a great drug. Do you know which presidential nominee this is? I I don't, but I'm hoping it's a particular one. I I feel your vibes, and I think I'm laying down something that you're picking up. Okay. Meanwhile, Pfizer. Are we going to find out? Not yet. Okay. You'll see. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. Uh, write it down in an envelope and <laughs> <laughs> mail it to P.O. Box. Meanwhile, Pfizer was ready to push its little blue pill within TV ads. They went to advertising agency Klein, Davis, and Mann to develop Viagra's first campaign, the commercials which would make no mention of the product whatsoever. Instead, they mm. would be concentrating on introducing America's penis-having public to the newly defined concept of erectile dysfunction. Mm. So, so first they're going to yeah. say, you have a problem. Yeah, it's before okay. Before they say, here's the solution. Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, exactly. gotcha. We're going to watch it, and this ad is the first ad that does that. Um, it's almost like a PSA. Mm, um, but it's not. <laughs> a PSA. Because <laughs> you pee out, yeah. Yeah. Quote, just calling it erectile dysfunction as opposed to impotence was one of the first major decisions that was made by Pfizer and the ad agency to remove the social stigma, said Ken uh, Begassi Jr., advertising executive for Klein, Klein, Davis, and Mann. The initial ads and many of the ads, while they were seen as Viagra ads, were actually, quote, men's health ads. Mm. <laughs> yeah, again, there's the other one. They were really there to break down the stigma. The first commercials needed an authority figure, one who had been very public with his penile-based struggles. You like that one? I loved it. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. Thank you. (laughs) To tell you are, I can tell, (laughs) to tell the American public that they too can address their ED problems, even if they were embarrassed. The authority figure they chose was perfect, as he had just announced the backing of Viagra on Larry King Lide several months before. Pfizer's new spokesperson was Senator Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole, baby. 
He's here. The people's presidential candidate. It's Bob Dole. I gotta tell you, as someone who grew up in the 90s, I have an intimate knowledge of Bob Dole's character just because of Norm MacDonald on SNL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember an ad, uh, or not an ad, a skit where it was just who took Bob Dole's peanut butter? <laughs> Do you remember? I don't. Who took Bob Dole's peanut butter? <laughs> Did you, did you take Bob Dole's peanut butter? Oh, Bob boy. Dole loved to speak in the third person. He did, he did. And that, and that was sort of his thing. That was Norm MacDonald's whole, sh- whole shtick. Yeah. <laughs> he really could take very little and run quite a long way with it. Yeah, they. I still remember it. Boy, howdy. <laughs> At first, Pfizer struggled with the campaign. Because of regulations, the Bob Dole ad could not run before 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer marketing went into meetings with the major networks in order to negotiate, arguing that their main audience, people in their 60s and 70s, would not be awake and watching TV at the ad's time slot. Great point. As as I, I just hung out with pe- two people in their 60s, they're out by like, <laughs> fucking, they're out by six, man. You just, 6 p.m., wow. Well, you have a nap and then you wake up, you watch House Hunters. You have seven glasses of wine. Oh, so much wine. I can't keep up with my parents. I would simply die. (laughs) Pfizer consultant Art Kaplan said at the meetings, quote, you ought to be worried that you're selling a sex pill and you could get a religious or ethical critics. You need to be clear on who this is for and why. In future ad campaigns, Pfizer would be very careful to show wedding rings and avoid making light of the situation. And the networks relented. It's a sex pill. Only for if you are married. So show us that ring. I feel like, God. What? I don't know. <laughs> and then, well, remember the later, later on they did kind of have fun with it. Do you remember the um, good morning? Yeah. Good morning. And the guy's like really excited. He's having a great day because he um, is able to get an erection so that he can have sexual intercourse. But who has sex in the morning right before work? Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's not happening, my friend. That's a commitment. I got places to be. I don't even like doing it before bedtime. That's I have a very particular bedtime. And so I don't you're, like, you're more in like an afternoon delight sort of. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday mornings. I'm by mornings. I mean one o'clock <laughs> before bubble tea time. Yeah. After lunch. That's the dream. That's the dream. Get a couple vibes out. Just go crazy. (laughs) Have a nap afterwards. That's the mid-30s dream, folks. Oh, boy. As the ad campaigns hit a wider audience, more than 300,000 prescriptions of Viagra were being filled per week. At the peak. That's a lot. At the peak. At the peak. Yeah. Pfizer sent out an army of sales reps... Yep, you love them. To teach doctors how to bring up erectile dysfunction with their patients. Pfizer conducted sexual harassment training and workshops for the reps who had to talk about erections all day long. I feel like that went well. (laughs) You can't, you can call it a member, but you can't call it a hog. And you can't say members only. There were patient demos of how firm a penis could be. Is this similar to the sort of sex ed uh, putting a condom on a banana or? <laughs> they just had a bunch of bananas and they brought out a real mushy one. They're like, oh, folks. So you, you don't want this. You don't want that. If it's, 
You want it still kind of green at the tip. If you can make banana bread out of your penis, you cannot. <laughs> You've gone too far. <laughs> As for at first, there was a shortage of samples. Urologists were given priority, but soon general practitioners got involved in a little blue pill arms race. Quote, we essentially had to open up on weekends, like every 10 minutes, so people could come in, have these conversations, and walk away with medication, mm. said Dr. Erwin Goldstein, professor of urology at the Boston University School of Medicine. It was so overwhelming. Wow. Look, America had a problem. <laughs> it's anxiety and depression. And instead of working on that, <laughs> could you, wait, could you imagine walking into your doctor as someone who has struggled to get diagnosed and you're like, man, you know, I just, I have really, I feel awful all the time. I don't feel motivated. I have a hard time getting out of bed. And they're like, hard time. Do you need Viagra? How's your dick, though? <laughs> Let's focus on that. Let's focus on something. This emotional stuff is too hard. Obviously. One lasting effect of Viagra and Bob Dole's EDPSA was that patients began more openly bringing up erection issues, which sometimes led to the discovery of prostate or bladder cancer. Dr. Tourette, the man whose name was on the original Pfizer patent, believes that Pfizer's development and successful ad campaigns finally sparked vital conversations about sexual health for people with penises. He says that the increased discussion around erectile dysfunction has led to a, quote, a discovery that a lot of people had impotence as a consequence of cardiovascular disease. Mm. So it actually, he has a whole, um, I linked it in my sources, he's like, it saved countless lives. Because wow. it's people who didn't go to the doctor regularly, and they went because their willy didn't work. And they're like, oh, you have heart disease, and you're, it's not so good, and, or bladder cancer or prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would go in seeing these ads for Viagra, and they would leave like, hey we got to treat you for the actual problems that you are having. So it's pretty good. Yeah. So in getting a diagnosis, the discussion had directly extended their lives and their hogs. Mm. (laughs) Very good. Very good. A golf clap for you. Thank you. That was fun. Hey, you want to see Bob Dole's erection? Yes, please. Does he, he has a little cuff on? We're going to go to an ad break. If you'd like to watch this, do- uh, if you'd like to see Bob Dole's erection, which is not Bob Dole's peanut butter, you can. This is Bob Dole's erection. I got to find that clip. You can go to our sources. Uh, yeah, uh, you can. Um, there's the description for this episode. You'll yeah. see the links there. Yeah. And uh, you can watch along with us. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. We'll return after these messages. Courage. Something shared by countless Americans. Those who risked their lives. Those who battled serious illness. When I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, I was primarily concerned with ridding myself of the cancer. But secondly, I was concerned about possible post-operative side effects like erectile dysfunction, ED, often called impotence. You know, it's a little embarrassing to talk about ED, but it's so important to millions of men and their partners that I decided to talk about it publicly. And after all, it can be associated with many conditions, including prostate surgery, high blood pressure, diabetes, or even smoking. The point I want to make is there are many treatments available for ED, so my advice is get a medical checkup. 
It's the best way to get educated about ED and what can be done to treat it. It may take a little courage, but I've always found that everything worthwhile does. Welcome back to the show. Hey, you're brave if you... If you talk about your ding dong, that you're that's courageous. So you're you're up there with veterans and <laughs> firefighters. Boy, can you tell us about this? I'm gonna call it Bob Dole's erection PSA. Yeah. Um. So in Bob Dole's erection PSA, he's sitting in a very shiny hallway. Um. That looks like some sort of hall of government. I like to say it is the White House, but he's out in the waiting room because he can't get in. <laughs> Uh, he's sitting on a very nicely upholstered leather chair. Yeah. And he's talking about the courage that it takes to um, to get checked out for uh, erectile dysfunction like he did after his, uh, his prostate cancer. Yeah. Um, and then we also see him at points walking down the hall and working at a desk. Um, and the desk is, I guess, his former senatorial desk i guess where he was the the minority leader yeah um and there's an incredibly strange camera move yeah which is like almost some sort of bonkers zolly where the <laughs> the image stretches as they zoom like it doesn't make any sense um it's like he's in a house of mirrors it is it is uh yeah and then he's just like hey you're brave <laughs> you know what your dick don't work you're brave you're, you're brave. brave if you if you talk to doctor you're brave. Go talk to your doctor. Here's the number. Mm-hmm. And there's a little Pfizer logo. Yeah. The Pfizer is blue, and it is in the shape of a Viagra. And I'm surprised it didn't go ding. <laughs> so the theory is you would have the very specific uh, vocabulary of ED, erectile dysfunction. You would go to your doctor or call the number on the screen. Yeah. And those two would be trained to say, hey, we got a pill for you. Exactly. Yeah. Pfizer. Pfizer, buddy, you're working the system. You buddy are the cow. system. Now, um, we don't have medical commercials in Canada. No, we don't. Um, in the states, I was there for two weeks. It is inundated. Really, commercial after com- I would say fifty percent of all ads that I watch were for some sort of medication. That's wild. It is absolutely, and I guess it's just like, hey. The medical system is so bad, it's like the companies are trying to get to the patients directly, and the patients ask if they have a doctor or a walk-in clinic, they go and ask, and it's just, it's just buck wild. It is just... Yeah. Well, because, I mean, it, it makes sense that that's the way it is, because if the companies are the ones making the profit, yeah. then they're trying to market directly to consumers, because... yeah. They've discovered over these long years that doctors have a mind of their own, which they're educated intentionally to have. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I've had a couple of doctors. Oh, yeah. No, no, for sure. Some of them are real bastards. Just real bad. Hey, real bad. Um, anyway, ED. It's still here, folks. And it's, you know what? It is queer. It's. (laughs) Get used to it. (laughs) Yeah, man. You can. There's some HRT that really makes your dick. Like, <laughs> um, okay, ED in 2021. Who who we who we having as the spokesperson? Oh. Pfizer's. You know what? Pfizer's riding a high. 
They got a little vaccine that you may have heard of. They're like, we can do whatever the fuck we want now. It's our time. It's Pfizer's time to shine. It's Pfizer's time to shine. So what are we doing for ED Viagra in 2021? Let's see. We need a senator with a gravitas. Oh, no. <laughs> and we could go with like a Chuck Schumer. We could. But he doesn't have that relatability okay. to the younger audience. Oh, no. Do we want to relate to the younger audience? Well, yeah. So okay. I think we need someone who's, you know, who's, like, fresh, who's memeable. <laughs> I think who's the most memeable senator, y'all? I am once again oh, no. asking you oh, no. <laughs> to ask your doctor about Viagra today. It's Bernie. <laughs> oh, no, I broke. I broke them. I thought you were going to bring out a Lindsey Graham. and I Absolutely was, I, not. I will not speak of that man. I thought we were going to have a little fun. But Bernie's here, folks. He's sitting in his chair. <laughs> he, oh he's God. sitting in his little folding chair. Oh, my God. He's wearing his mittens. Yes. And 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 he's he's there. And then, uh, you know, there's just a crowd of, of uh, homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> a crowd of queer people, and he's speaking to them, and they're they're saying, "Yes, Queen, uh, yes, Bernie," and he's saying, and he's like, "I got a limp dick over here. Are your poppers not working? <laughs> Here's something new." Oh my god! Yeah, because like this, okay, Viagra. When I was reading what it actually does, it's just poppers, y'all. Yeah, it is. It's literally just poppers. <laughs> it's poppers for straight people. And so Bernie, Bernie's oh here with this, this crowd of very stereotypical queer people, and he's saying, all you need to do is just poppers one of these in your old mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah, because the FDA, like, said, hey, poppers are not cool. That's because the straights don't want us, you know, to get horrored. Yeah, they want us oh. to be having no fun at all. Yeah. But this is now, see, now it's rainbow capitalism. And yeah. Pfizer, they smell a new market. <gasps> For Pride Month. They want to take over the the, the the consumer base of poppers. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they're, they're here. That's and Bernie. criminal, huh? It is very criminal, yes. Um, and Bernie's saying, hey, if you're a top or a bottom or a verse or a switcheroo, I can hear him say switcheroo. <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, well, we've got what you need in this thing. And then he holds up the little. And it's not blue anymore. It's rainbow. It's rainbow. <laughs> Perfect. Gay Pfizer. Viagra. Gay. <laughs> oh. Happy Pride. Pop, pop one of these. Wink. <laughs> wow. That's exactly how they should market it. Yeah. That's poppers for straight people. <laughs> Do you see your gay friends at Pride having a lot of fun? <laughs> you wish that was you, but you don't want to do any gay stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Try Viagra. Wow. Friends. I know we can't, like, do shirts with, like, actual products, and that's the downfall of our podcast, actually. <laughs> but, God, I want a t-shirt that says Viagra poppers for straight people. <laughs> yeah. Lord have mercy. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Thanks for that gift. You're welcome. Do you have another one for me? I do. Wow. Tell me about it. Let's go to Omaha. (gasps) Let's do it. I have a local ad that I'm about to show Courtney, and if you want to see it, you can go to our episode description and find the link there. Yeah. Let me tell you about mushrooms. 
Look at these gorgeous mushrooms we just got in from Butler County, Pennsylvania. Air freight. Butler County is where the best mushrooms come from, and we want them fresh. Sizzle them with one of my Hinky Dinky H. Bardee T-Bone Steaks, and you got compliments. Folks tell us Hinky Dinky has the best fresh fruits and vegetables in town, and mushrooms has got to be one of the reason why. It's fresh. It's Hinky Dinky. We're in Omaha. We're driving down the road. We're so hungry. <laughs> we turn to the right. It's Hinky Dinky. It's Hinky Dinky time, baby. I guess Hinky Dinky is a grocery store, huh? Yeah, Hinky Dinky is a chain of grocery stores that was across Nebraska and Iowa. Um, and it was named uh, after the owner saw um, the success of Piggly Wiggly. I was just going to call out Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Did he copy Piggly Wiggly? Yeah, he's like, hey, it's fun to say. Kids like it. Hinky I love, dinky. I the one regret I have in the last time I was in the south of the United States is not getting a Piggly Wiggly t-shirt. Oh yeah. So I love I love that little guy. <laughs> hinky dinky. Now, if you what you want is mushrooms. Oh. Hey, they've got them. They did have a lot of mushrooms. There's a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> it was cascading like yeah. in a vegetable se- section. I would call them cascading. <laughs> I also so the, the spokesperson I don't remember his name. Sam Jacinta? Sam, my friend. Sam the man. Um, He had a high school vice principal look at him. He really did. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And the way he handled these mushrooms was untenable. (laughs) What? Because he's looking at the camera, he's delivering his lines, he's... He reaches almost too far into them. He smushes a couple of them. And he picks up, like, three. But it's not like a a normal person would pick up mushrooms. It's like he chopsticked them between betwixt three fingers. He's not a professional anchor. And then he just lets them fall. Like, it's just... I was not appetized by those shrooms, my dude. The man is a grocery store magnate. He's not... An actor. <laughs> well, why is he on the fucking local ad then? <laughs> well, what is, anyway. Uh, anyway, he also uh, mentions his sirloin or steak or t- yeah, T-bone. Yeah, yeah, mushroom with up. the T-bone because you know, mushrooms is vegetables. Are they? No, they're fungi. Well, you know, to to a, a Nebraskan dad, they're they're <laughs> they're fucking vegetables. My What's dude. a mushroom to a dad? What's a god to a non-believer? <laughs> I love a hinky dinky. But I'm really sad because Piggly Wiggly is number one in my heart. That's fair. Sorry, Piggly Wiggly's number two in my heart. Bucky's. Oh, yeah. She number one. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a local ad that really chomped on Piggly Wiggly's flave, um, you need to send it to us. Adcreeps at gmail.com. And for me, I prefer a Sheets or a Wawa. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Wawa. Boy. Oh, Ugh. man. Hey, can you open the border, U.S.? <laughs> we let you guys in, and that was probably a big mistake on our part, but we do have an election, so our prime minister wanted to look all fancy. Um, but just let us in. <laughs> <laughs> let us go to your Trader Joe's. I did go to Trader I Joe's. I know. I, and I had, Al, I had one suitcase and... Colin was not supportive of my purchases. We did not buy a lot. I did buy 40 bars of my favorite protein bar that I cannot find anywhere else. Uh, 
but we were five pounds over, and it may have been the five-pound bag of grape nuts I brought back. Well, you got to have your grape nuts. I smuggled in. We don't get them up here. No. <sighs> Please let us in. Um. Anyway. <laughs> okay. What do we do next? And now we say, hey, if you like the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, you want to find us online, you can email us at adcreeps at gmail.com with your local ads or find us on Twitter at adcreeps or uh, Instagram at adcreeps. And if you really enjoyed this show about dicks, uh, mm-hmm. you um, could give us a five-star review on um, Apple Podcasts and that would be lovely. Yeah, I want you to go into the Walgreens with your hard member mm. and put it right <laughs> right in that cuff. And then, like, Don't do that. how many stars did you give Don't do that? that? Situation. Five, I bet. <laughs> okay, is that Give it? us the love that you show to poppers for straight people. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. Until next time, we are signing off. Hmm, but first, a word for my spouse. How do you think it would feel to put your... Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Toy. (laughs) No.